You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, all right. So it is, uh, man, I tell you, if that don't bless you, your blessers broke. Amen. Uh, that was sure was good. And uh, man, what a blessing. I sure appreciate the kids. Thank you, parents, for allowing the kids to uh, be a part of the program and bringing them to church. We do have a, we have an excellent, we have an excellent group of people that work with the, uh, with the kids here, really of all ages. We're so blessed to have that people that are they're good at it and they're very passionate about it. So it's just such a blessing. And, uh, and I'm kind of encouraged. My, my, my wheels got to turn a little bit as I saw the kids up here playing the bells because I think I finally found an instrument I might be able to play. So I may give that a try. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking that there's a, there's a lot to like about Christmas. And I know not everybody loves Christmas. Uh, you know, some people it's a, it's a little bit more difficult on, but I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy, uh, you know, including the giving and giving of the getting and giving of gifts. I enjoy, uh, I, if you're like me, man, I'm telling you, here I am, I'm 46 years old, but I still feel like a kid uh, around Christmas time. It just brings out something with me. It takes me back when I was a kid. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that my, uh, my mom loved Christmas. My mom was just, just in, just crazy about Christmas. And we were relatively poor growing up, and so we didn't really get much of anything throughout the year. But my mom, she put such an emphasis on Christmas that she would save and put back money heading into Christmas. And I don't know if any of you remember, they used to have this deal called layaway. Uh, to where you could, uh, you're right, you could, you could buy something, you could like get something and you could get the store to hold it back for you and then you would go and you'd just make payments uh, as you could. Well, my mom, as soon as you could start putting something on layaway, my mom would start putting stuff on layaway. Uh, you say, well, mate, couldn't she have been wiser with her money? And, and on paper, I would say yes. But the fact that I've got these memories uh, about Christmas with her uh, and that I didn't get to have many with her uh, in the big scheme of things, only uh, 20, uh, about 21 or 22 of them, but I'd say that she made a pretty good investment, really. But, but regardless, I could hardly wait to get up on Christmas morning. I was definitely one of those kids that would get up when it was still dark. And we were in North Carolina, so it, st- it didn't stay dark as long as it does here, okay, seemingly in the mornings. But I-, I would get up when it was still dark. I couldn't wait to get up and see what my mom had bought me. Uh, I- my favorite was G.I. Joe's. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody my age that play with G.I. Joe's. Man, I love G.I. Joe's, and I'd play with those G.I. Joe's. That was my favorite thing to get. You know, sometimes there'd be a box, under th- uh, a present under the tree. It was a big box, and I was hoping that would be my present, you know, not knowing what was in it, but it was a big box, so it had to be something good. But I always knew that I had to look at the, I had to look at the, the tag before I opened it to make sure it was mine or was it my sister's or, or someone else's. And uh, I, just, I just loved it. And I'm telling you, I still like presents under the tree. I do. I still like having presents under the tree. I still like giving presents. But I'll be honest, I still like getting them too. I do. I'm just telling you. So, well, don't you know that Christmas isn't all about the presents, uh, Pastor? Well, it's not all about being a grumpy Grinch either, all right, and trying to kill everybody's joy all the time, you know, going around uh, trying to throw out people's Christmas trees and everything else, Uh, but I know that Christmas isn't all about the presents, I really do, Uh, but it is about His presence, isn't it? And that's what it's really all about, 
And we know that traditionally, you don't read much in the Bible about, matter of fact, you read zero in the Bible about the church ever celebrating Christmas, because we understand this is a tradition that came along much later. But I sure enjoy celebrating it. And I was thinking about uh, what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, where the Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. So one thing's for sure, Christmas isn't about presents, but it is about His presence. Amen? God with us. I mean, what a beautiful picture. So it's not about presents, it's about His presence. It's not about greed, but it's about the gift. The Bible says, as the the children quoted earlier, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I just think that's pretty cool. For unto you is born this day. So on the very first Christmas morning, there was a gift given. The Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped. (laughs) See, the, the gift of God was wrapped on that first Christmas morning, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Lord Jesus Christ, as a gift to all mankind. The Bible says in uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. You know, in John 4.10, we meet a woman who was in darkness. Because he says in general, to start with, the people that sat in darkness. The darkness of sin, the darkness of despair, the, the darkness of an ignorance of who God really is of who their Creator is. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And in John 4, Jesus meets a woman who was in this deep darkness. But I love this because we see a couple things this illustrates. But let's notice the verse first. Chapter 4, verse 10 of John, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it was that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, Thou would have asked, and he would have given thee living water. Now, in saving this woman, Jesus shows us the nature of the gift of salvation. For one thing, I'm glad the Bible says Jesus came to save sinners. There's a couple sinners that are glad about that. Hey, listen, we're all sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible says, this is a true saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus said, I come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you have sinned, you are a sinner. And so Jesus come to call sinners. This woman that Jesus came to save, she was an outcast in her day. She was a person that was not accepted. She wasn't even accepted among the outcasts in her day. She had been married five times. She was living with a man that wasn't her husband. She was a Samaritan woman. She was someone that was looked down because of her ethnicity by many. She was looked down upon, but not by Jesus. This illustrates the grace of God that this gift is to all that we'll see in just a moment. The gift of God is to all. 
The Bible says God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For God so loved the world. The world. So this gift, it reveals that this gift of God is to the world. But so it reveals to us the nature of that. Therefore, it reveals to us the nature of God's grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Again, we find that theme. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. Grace. It's you don't earn it. It's not what you do. It's what Jesus has done. Grace. That's God's unmerited favor. You don't do anything to earn it. I'm telling you, in the deepest darkness of our despair, in the deep, deepest darkness of our sin and depravity, God loves us with an everlasting love. His love is based on His grace. In other words, He sees you and He loves you. He saw you before you were born, and I don't care what sins you may have committed, or how many, or how terrible, or, or whatever you may say. I'll tell you this right now. The Lord saw you, knew you, loved you before you ever committed your first sin. He knew it all, yet He loved you enough to purchase the gift for you. Isn't that good news? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And I like what it goes on to say, by the way. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Lest any man should boast. That's why some people get sick of religion and religious peoples. They like to boast about how holy they are. And about how how supreme their church is, or whatever the, the case may be. Folks, the only thing we have to boast in is Christ. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, I believe it's verse 10, but in Galatians 6, Paul says, But God forbid that I should glory. God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where my boasting is at. Hey, I believe in bragging, but I believe in bragging on Jesus. Amen? I believe in boasting in the goodness and the mercy and the love of God. So with this woman, Jesus revealed His grace in the gift of God. Not that we see the individual nature of this gift. In the verse that we read out of Luke, the Bible says, I love what the angel said to the shepherds, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Isn't it awesome that Jesus went out of His way seemingly for one soul, for one woman, for one woman that nobody else would have anything to do with, Jesus went out of His way for her. And I want to tell you today, the great news, I see all these gifts up here and they've got names on them. And I don't see my name on any of these, but anyway, that's another story. I'll check those in a minute. But, uh, but, but, but these gifts, the, the gift of God, folks, has your name on it. It's the personal nature. Yes, God so loved the world. But it's not just the world, this you know, collective conglomerate, whatever that is, of mankind. It's the individual. He loves each and every person individually. For unto you. And I hope today, if you don't know Christ, that you will hear this. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. A Savior, which is Christ our Lord. And so it shows the individual nature. I mean, think about that. Your name is on the gift tag. Amen. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Now, if we're being honest today, we could do without most gifts, couldn't we? 
And I have a tough time. I mean, I, do I really need a new shirt? Give me a second to think about it. But I, I think I'd have to say no. All right? Most gifts, we don't really need another gift. Or we don't need something. But I want to, t- to tell you today something. Uh, listen. This gift, the gift of God, is a gift you cannot do without. Hey, I'll say this. The gift of God is something you do not want to live without. You do not want to live without the gift of God. Folks, it's a gift. I mean, think about this. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. See, the Bible says, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. We need a Savior. Why? Just like Mary said. You remember what Mary said? She said, My soul in the Magnificent, when she sang her song to the Lord among the the announcement that she would be the one to carry uh, Jesus, she said, My soul hath rejoiced in God my Savior. What was Mary rejoicing in? She was rejoicing in the forgiveness of sin. She was rejoicing in the Savior. He shall save His people from their sin. The wages of sin is death. So we're all sinners. Sin results in separation. It results in death. It results in separation in this life. But even worse, it results in separation throughout all eternity, which is a place called hell. But... The gift of God. Amen. Good news. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a gift of forgiveness. We need to be forgiven of our sin. You don't just try to make up for the sins you've committed. That won't work. Because make, trying to do better and turn over a new leaf does not do anything with the sins you've committed so far. Can, can you imagine owing a debt? Uh, to uh, Maybe you owe a debt to some company out there. And, uh, and they said, hey, uh, you know, j- just say this whole year you've gone without paying your mortgage. Number one, you'd probably already be kicked out, right? But if you hadn't gone, if you went a whole year without paying your mortgage, without paying your debt, and then all of a sudden the bank gets in touch and you say, hey, hey, it's no problem. Because starting next year, I'm going to start paying every month. I'm not going to miss a month going forward. Do you think that collector would say, oh, good, good. I, I'm relieved then. That, let, let's just move on. I think they would say, well, I'm glad you're planning on paying your debt going forward, but uh, what about all this that you owe us already? See, that's kind of how sin is. We, we turn over and you leave, I'm going to start doing better. And I, well, what about the sin you've committed? You know, And then what about once you start doing so good that you get plum proud of yourself for how good you're doing? And you start thinking you're better than other people, then you're filled with pride, right? Uh, what about that sin? I mean, you can't get away from it. We need to be forgiven of our sin, folks. We do not have anything. Religion doesn't offer true uh, solution for sin. Society doesn't offer solution for sin. Only in Christ, only in the gift of God do we see a solution for sin. There's forgiveness. There's pardon. And I want to tell you this, not only that, but the great thing about the gift of God, listen, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. Man, I accepted Christ many years ago. Many years ago, I humbled myself. And when I realized that Jesus purchased what He was doing at the cross was purchasing a gift for me, the gift of salvation. And when I looked on it, and this does have a name on it, Olivia's name is on here. Uh, but when I, looked, when, when I looked on the gift that He was offering me and I realized that it had my name on it, In other words, He died for me. He rose again for me. 
But I remember when I received that gift and I accepted Christ as my Savior. I asked Him to forgive me of my sins and I asked Him to be my Lord and my Savior. And guess what He did? He said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, which means to be forgiven of our sins, put right with God. Guess what He did when I called on Him? He did what He said He would do. He saved me. Amen. He forgave me. But man, that's been a few years ago now. But you want to know something? That's been many years ago now. But I want you to know something. Man, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. Because here's what the Lord said. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But verse 10 of Ephesians 2 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus uh, which, uh, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In other words, God doesn't just save you and that's the end. Folks, it's not the end. How many of you know it's just the beginning? Because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Our relationship with Christ grows. That's why Jesus said, I've come to give you life. But He said, I've come to give you that and I've come to give you life more abundantly. Overflowing. I mean, how many of you know God's been good since you've been saved? How many of you have received the gift of God and you just know that it's even better today knowing Jesus than it was when you first got saved? It really is. And that's not to say that life isn't hard and there's not difficulties, but it is to say that God is good. Amen? And that God is faithful. And even though the trials and the difficulties seem to become greater sometimes, I realize that they're no match for the greatness of my God. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. Amen. We've received the gift of God. Now we can offer the gifts that God has given us and we can offer salvation through Christ to others. And it's no wonder in 2 Corinthians 9.15 that he calls it his unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And then the last thought that I have is just simply this. A gift, we've been talking about the gift of God, but what about a gift for God? What could you give to Jesus this Christmas? What could you do for God this Christmas? You know the greatest thing you could do? If you don't know Christ as Savior, give yourself to Him. You want to know something more specifically? Kind of cool? Not too many people want this, but God does. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For He hath made Him to be sin for us, He who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You know what God really wants you to do if you, if you haven't done so yet? He wants you to come to Him, and He wants you to admit and offer Him your sins, as it were. Lord, all I have is my sin. And Jesus says, if you'll give me your sin... I'll give you my righteousness in exchange. Amen. See, some people, I talk about this, some people try to come to Jesus and they say, Yep, Lord, here I come. Here's my church membership. And here's my baptism. And here's my good works. God's not interested in that business. He wants you to be willing to admit that you're just a helpless, hopeless sinner without Him. Are you humble enough to admit that today? That's what He wants, that humility to bow down before Him and to acknowledge your need of Him. He just wants you to say, Lord, here am I. Lord, I give you my life. Lord Jesus, I, I want to receive the gift of salvation. And Lord, I want to give my sin to You. And I want to give my life to You. And I want to ask you today, 
Boy, those kids, I think, did just a tremendous job talking about the gift, and it was just emphasized over and over again. But I ask you this today. Have you received the gift of salvation? Have you received the gift of God? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, boy, this would be a wonderful day for you to do it. There may be somebody here today say, I'd love to receive the gift of God. I mean, I'm telling can you, receive, can you imagine denying a gift today? Oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't need a gift. <laughs> well, what is it? I, I might be interested in it, you know. I mean, uh, give a gift. I, I'm not going to deny a gift, especially if that gift is from somebody who loves me and cares about me. There's a God in heaven that offers a gift. And, and the thing that, that breaks my heart as a pastor, and just as a Christian, that over the years I keep trying to tell people, and I offer people on a regular basis, hey, Jesus died for your sins. Would you be willing to accept Him today? Would you be willing to accept the gift of God? Think about this. And people push that gift right back at you? Can you imagine going and trying to purchase a meaningful gift for someone you love, and them just shoving it back in your face? People do it every week. People do it regularly. They've already got stuff in their hands. As I've mentioned earlier, they're holding on to all, this th- all the stuff they've done. No. You've got to lay that stuff down and just say, Jesus, I receive You as my Savior. Hey, Your name's on the gift. Think of all what Jesus has done. He's purchased the gift. He had you in mind. It's a meaningful gift because it's suited perfectly just for you. And all you must do is simply by faith receive the gift and make it your own. All these gifts up here are gifts that were purchased for the kids that were up here singing. And I'm pretty sure there's not going to be one of them left when they find out that there's there's gifts up here with their names on it. And when I tell you today there's a gift up here with your name on it, I hope you'll have the same attitude and the same appreciation to say, you know what, I do want that gift. Jesus, I do want you. And so let's all stand, please. And Barb, perhaps you could come and uh, play. And we'll be dismissed in just a moment. But I want to encourage you today, if you've never received the gift of salvation, if you're counting on anything else, if you're counting on something that you're purchasing or your church is purchasing or anything else, that's, you know that's fine to live by. But I'm telling you, eternity's coming. And death is coming. And it's not good to die by. You might be able to live by your baptism and church membership. You might be able to live by your good works. But I'm telling you what, you're not going to want to die by them. When it comes down to it, you're going to want to make sure that you've received the gift of God. And if you haven't today, would you be willing to do that? How do I do it? In the coming days, many of us will be offering gifts to someone. And we'll extend that gift out. And all that person has to do is just simply take it. That's why God Almighty, that's why all these verses, God said it's a gift, it's a gift, it's a gift. Because He wants you to understand that. He wants you to know something. He wants you to understand that it's that simple. Would you today be willing? You say, preacher, I'm not sure how to go about it. How do I receive it? Well, you receive it by faith, obviously, and by grace. But He says this, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. It says, whosoever shall uh, call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And it's not just a knowledge up here. 
but it's a believing from your heart. And sometimes it's just that realization, wow. It, it's, it's that maybe hitting you for the first time or hitting you in a way that it's never hit you that Jesus, He did it for me. My name's on the tag. My name's on the present. You believe that? Whosoever. So if you call on the name of the Lord, if you believe from your heart and call on His name, that's how you accept the gift of salvation. And if you've not done that, would you want to do that right now as we pause and pray together? Maybe from your heart you'd want to pray along with me today. Dear Jesus, I want to receive Your gift today. I want to receive You. I want to receive Your forgiveness. I admit that I am a sinner. And I trust You today and You alone. Thank You for what You did on the cross for me. Jesus, I accept the gift. I receive You. I pray You'll come into my heart and my life and be my Savior. Amen. And there's a, that, that prayer, it's nothing more than words if it's not said from the heart. But if you could say a prayer like that from your heart, if you did pray that from your heart today, that's how simple it is just to receive Christ. Accept Him. Receive Him. How many of you are glad that you've received Christ as your Savior? Amen. It's the best gift. The best gift that you could ever want. The best gift you could ever ask for. The gift that is still given decades later. The gift that will still be given a million years from now. The gift of God. Boy, I tell you, when you realize what Jesus did, it puts everything else into perspective. Amen. Right before we're dismissed, we're going to have a potluck today. I hope that you're going to stay. Uh, I hope you brought something. Then I hope you're going to stay and uh, share it with us. Uh, 